Well, good morning for Northeast by Midwest. This is Jonathan Jones. Happy Good Friday. Oh, it feels so good to say those words. Plus, it is the best, or I know this is bad English, but the goodest of all Fridays. Why is today called Good Friday? Why is it so good? And how can it be so good when something so horrific and bad happens? Well, because this day, my friends, is the reminder for us that on this Good Friday, over 2,000 years ago, the God of the universe, the Savior, the King, the Lord of all creation, died in my place and in yours, securing salvation for those who would trust in his name, repenting of their sins and turning to the cross for grace, forgiveness, and righteousness, which is applied to those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So if you're not a Christian and you listen to this podcast, I welcome you to listen. Um, And I pray that at one day that is true for you. If you are a Christian or claim to be, boy, this is Good Friday, the best of all days. So what happened on this day? Well, last night at our church, we celebrated the Lord's table. We were reminded of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a blessing. He was betrayed by one of his own, Judas. He partook of the Last Supper with his disciples, went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Interesting to note, as we come to this Good Friday, some of the ironies that obviously are not accidental, they're providential in God's great plan that everything starts in the Garden of Eden and everything starts to end in the Garden of Gethsemane. That's not an accident, my friends. Jesus will pray, literally sweating drops of blood, which is a physical condition. I do not remember offhand what it's called, but you can Google it, where you are under such extreme anxiety and extreme intense um I don't even know what the word would be, just exhaustion where your body literally sweats drops of blood. And so that's what Jesus went through as he said, Father, not my will, but yours be done. And so we're reminded of that. And then he would go to trial. He would be accused of many things, accused of being a liar, and the list goes on. And eventually he will be traded for a well-known murderer, and a variety of other things, Barabbas, and the nation of Israel will say, crucify him, crucify him, and they will take him to the cross. And that's where we find ourselves today, remembering that. And as you listen to this, if you live in the greater LA, um, I'm not talking Los Angeles. Of course, you could get on a plane, I suppose. (laughs) But the LA of the East, Lewiston, Auburn, Maine, that's what we call it. It's L-A, or L, I should say, um, uh, yeah, kind of dash A, <laughs> Lewiston, Auburn, Maine, and Androscoggin County of, of Maine. Uh, we're going to be at South Lewiston Baptist Church tonight, a Community Baptist Church, Lisbon Falls Baptist Church, and South Lewiston Baptist Church. We do a, a joint Good Friday service at 6.30 p.m. You're welcome to join us. We'd love to have you. And we're going to consider uh, what Christ did on the cross for us. And so today, I just want to go over a couple things on this Good Friday to remind you and I 
of when it comes to the cross. So Jesus is now, you know, uh, as we come to this Good Friday, he's now hanging on the cross. Uh, he um, was nailed to the cross. They put a nail in both of his hands and then one through his feet. And if you're not familiar with Roman execution, uh, the Romans uh, ultimately wanted to make you suffer as much as possible. And so this had been prophesied, predicted all throughout the Old Testament in many places. Uh, we see it started in the Garden of Eden, uh, where, where where God himself says, hey, look, you know, um, I'm going to, you're, you're going to, speaking to Satan, you're going to bruise my heel, but I'm going to crush your head. And, and I'm going to bruise your head. I'm going to give you a deadly blow. And Paul will pick up on that in 1 Corinthians 16 when he'll say we, you know, that, that Jesus has crushed Satan in Romans chapter 16. And that's what's going on here because now we end up in another garden as, as we come through. And so it's, it's fitting that things start in the garden as man sins and breaks our relationship with God. And now the God man, Jesus Christ, will bring salvation for all people. This was promised at his birth and now delivered at his death. And so as Jesus hangs on the cross from noon to 3 p.m., around three hours, darkness comes. And so again, it's not accidental that God created something out of nothing. In ex nihilo, in the book of Genesis, there, there was darkness over the face of the deep. And so now darkness comes in again, symbolically of, of, of God's judgment and his wrath on his own son who did nothing wrong. And so Paul will pick up on this. The Apostle Paul in Rome, I'm sorry, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, where he will say, He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And so I, I like to call that the great exchange, where I was bankrupt, you were bankrupt, I, I had nothing to offer God. His standard of sinless perfection I could not meet, would not meet, and even if I wanted to, I couldn't because I was born a sinner and then I chose to sin. So if you will, I and you are doubly damned. And, and so the sinless son of God, the lamb of God who was slain before the foundations of the world is now hanging on a tree. And so, you know, there's, there's so much that goes on this particular Good Friday, but I want to just focus in on a couple of things. Jesus, um, you know, will have these, these final seven sayings on the cross and, and I addressed those just in brief on Wednesday. And so I'd encourage you, if you didn't catch that podcast, you can go back and get a little, uh, you know, a little brief on what the seven sayings uh, that Christ said were on the cross. But, you know, one of the one of the final ones he'll say is it is finished. And then and then he will he will die. And right before that, there there were two other thieves crucified next to him and and one of the things he will say to one of the thieves is, today you'll be with me in paradise. And so these thieves were, were evidently, you know, cursing him. And, and one of them finally comes to faith after seeing it. And, and, and after Jesus dies, one of the things the Romans would do to make sure you were really dead is they would come by and they would break your legs and they would usually pierce you. And it's interesting because in, in Psalms 22, in the book of Psalms, we're told that, you know, Jesus, uh, that, that, that his clothes will be sold and that, that happens, uh, or happened, I should say, that, that Jesus would be almost unrecognizable. Isaiah 53 will tell us that he is the suffering servant, that by his stripes we are healed. And, you know, 
And, and Jesus is, is literally beaten. He's hit, a crown of thorns put on his head. He's now hung on the cross. Uh, he didn't do anything wrong, and yet he's treated as if he did, right? And, and this was all part of God's plan. This is why, why Jesus prayed those words, not my will, but yours be done. But if there's any other way, take this cup from me. And so ultimately, Jesus is, is not sipping. He's drinking the cup of the wrath of his heavenly Father against sin for sinful men and women. And so he's not only bearing my sin, but yours. The Bible says the sin of the whole world. And, and so ultimately, as, as he now dies and, and it crescendos uh, darkness, so many things happen. You know, the, 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 the temple, um, you know, the, the, there was this huge curtain that separated the Holy of Holies from, from the area. Only the high priest could go in and this, and this, uh, this, this temple, um, I, I guess you would kind of call it curtain. That's what the Bible calls it. But it was huge. It was thick, several inches thick. It rips from top to bottom. And so now, now, now men and women are able to enter the holy place through the blood of Christ. And the writer of Hebrews will address that many times. And if you want to follow along at some point, Lisbon Falls Baptist Church, we're actually going to the book of Hebrews. So we'll be getting to that part in, in a few months. And so that happens. And, and then you've got an earthquake, you know, and, and, and the ground, uh, you know, shakes. And, you know, obviously, because now payment has been exacted from the Son of God by, the, by God the Father. As, as if you will, the Father turns his back on his own Son because his Son has become sin for us. And, and so, you know, all of these things going on on this Good Friday. And these are all the reasons why. We call it Good Friday. And then you have these words in the book of Mark from the Bible, Mark chapter 15, which recounts a few of these and gives us one more from ultimately a, um, you know, one, one of the eyewitnesses who was there. Again, not just, you know, obviously Mark getting his uh, information here from the apostle Peter, but also someone who was there as, as one of the people crucifying Christ. And so listen to what the Bible says, Mark 15, And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And so, you know, I don't know how you tell time where you're from, but ultimately here there's, uh, you know, some Jewish things going on. And, and in the culture, the sixth hour of the day ultimately was noon and the ninth hour was 3 p.m. And so the, the Bible goes on to say, in the whole land until the ninth hour. So there's darkness for, you know, for, for three hours. And, and at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so literally, uh, God the Father has forsaken the Son because he has become the sin substitute. <laughs> And then the Bible goes on in verse 35 of Mark 15 and says, And some of the bystanders hearing it said, Behold, he's calling for Elijah. And someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come and take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And then verse 38 says, And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, symbolizing that now men and women can go into the holy place because of the blood of Christ. That, that God's wrath has been appeased, that 
if, if we put our faith and trust in, in, in God through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, we can now enter into that holy place. Isn't that awesome? And then in verse 39, and when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, truly, this man was the son of God. And then the Bible will go on and say, there were some women looking on from a distance among whom was Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, the younger and when he was in Galilee, they followed him and ministered to him. And there were many other who came up with him to Jerusalem. So, you know, just reminding us that this wasn't just seen by one or two people. This was witnessed literally, in a sense, by the world. And, and you know, I would imagine most of us will well remember John three sixteen, For God so loves the world, loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And so this is why this is Good Friday. Friends, Jesus punished for my sins and for yours, my lies, my lust, my cheating, my anger, my pride, my missing the mark. Jesus Christ paid for me. How about you, friend? Have you recognized that Jesus Christ paid the sin debt. You know, a, a, a hymn writer once wrote, he paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to take my sin away. Hallelujah. And so friends, that's why today is Good Friday. And so I would just make uh, first, uh, uh, you know, an, an, an awesome blessing to those of us that have trusted in Jesus Christ. We're not better than those of you that have not. No, friends, we've recognized our sinfulness and God has shown us his grace and mercy in Jesus Christ on the cross. And just in a couple of days, we will celebrate his glorious resurrection because he did die. He really did. But he didn't stay dead. He was dead for three days and gloriously rose again would ascend to heaven 40 days later, and we await his return at any moment. For those of you that don't know Christ, I would, friends, appeal to you. The Bible uh, in the book of 2 Corinthians, Paul says, I appeal to you as, you know, uh, make appeal to you as though Christ were appealing through me. And, and what a, what a, terrible person I would be if I didn't make appeal to anyone that's out there. And so if you listen to this podcast and you're not sure and you've not put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I would just give you two verses. You can Google them or please get a hold of me um, that, that have been seminal verses for me and I think for many that have trusted in Christ. They're in the book of Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 which says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. For with the heart makes what confession, with the heart one believes unto salvation, and with the mouth one makes confession unto righteousness. And so the righteous, sinless, perfect Son of God suffered in my place and in yours and in Barabbas' place and in the place of every single person. And yet, friends, the blood that Jesus Christ shed, the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there'll be no taking or remission of sins. The blood is not applied to our account until faith is exhibited on the part of the receiver. And so, as the Bible says, for by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, as any man should boast. And so, friend, I would pray that you've placed your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ, recognizing the gift of 
of faith and, and the gift of grace and mercy in Christ, the perfect sinless Son of God, whose name Jesus means Savior, whose other title Christ means King, the King who hung on a cross, would gloriously rise again. And we'll, we'll get to that in, in podcasts moving forward. But for now, may we be reminded this Good Friday of how good God is and how much he loved us by sending his son and how much Jesus loves me and you by following and obeying his heavenly father. Oh, what a great Good Friday this is. I pray you're blessed and encouraged. For Northeast by Midwest, happy Good Friday. And may tomorrow, and as we head into Resurrection Sunday, be joyous and encouraging in your life. And friend, I appeal one last time, if you've not put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, turn from your sins, may today be that day. Happy Good Friday. For Northeast by Midwest, my name is Jonathan Jones. Have a blessed Good Friday.